Welcome to the Waiting Warriors podcast. I'm Michelle Bowler. I'm an army wife of over eight years, a mom of four little girls, and a huge believer that being a supportive military or first responder loved one is way easier when you connect with the community. In addition to sharing some of my own insights and journey, I have set out to interview Waiting Warriors around the world so we can all learn together from their triumphs and their struggles. Together, we can do so much more than just survive. We can thrive. And that is what being a waiting warrior is all about. Hey, waiting warriors out there. Welcome to another week of the podcast. I have who I think is a very, very special guest. Um, she has influenced Austin and I unknowingly um, for for many years based off of an answer she shared, which I'll get more into it. But welcome to the show, Amy Harding. Thank you. Glad to be here. So this episode is for the month of the military child. So here is her re- her resume for, for speaking to us today. She oh, has seven, seven, and I'm one of eight. So I like, I mean... I only have my kids, but I watched my mother. Like seven, seven is a big deal. They have, um, you said thirty-two years of military service. Yeah, my husband does. Yeah. Well, yeah. So thirty-two years. The last twenty, which is like so many. Thirty-two. I don't haven't even been alive for thirty-two years. <laughs> <laughs> um, the last twenty was an act as an active duty. Navy chaplain, and then she works part-time from home as a writer for children. So you have a lot of experience, like seven kids and 32 years. I feel like, plus like those 32 years, you think about like even just like world, I mean, I don't know world history, but like the wars that we've been in and in those 32 years, like you guys have seen and experienced so, so much. What, what has that been like, like raising one being married, but then also just raising kids through that? Well, that's, we had, we had two kids when we came on active duty. So I really don't know anything other than doing it you know, with kids, that's, that's how my kids, you know, started out is, is in the military and military lifestyle. And we actually came onto active duty in the chaplaincy in 2001, just months before 9-11. And so, so really our um, introduction to active duty and military life was 9-11. So we really um, lived in that kind of realm in those years for, you know, for a long time. And that's those and we did four kind of back-to-back um, deployments, uh, three, you know, back-to-back pretty intensive deployments yet. So, so uh, yeah, my older kids definitely that, that they, you know, we talk about they were, they were raised in the war years, we call them. Um, you know, basically they yeah. were yeah, raised in those years. That's the kind of formulated, you know, kind of formed them. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that was my young, that was my young mom years. That was my older kids that was their that was their experience that was our reality yeah and then you would have had to like if i'm just doing the math like seven kids obviously in less than 20 years because it 
your youngest is is five. So five. yeah, yeah. So, so we have an eighteen-year spread. We had five. Yeah. We had five pretty, you know, um, right along next to each other, and then we had a five-year break, and then we had two little girls that are a little caboose. Uh huh. Caboose on the end. You're doing that like in the war years. Do you know what I mean? Like that. That just adds. That adds so much. Like. I'm not, I'm not saying you're crazy. Like we have four kids. <laughs> oh no, we are crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it does take a certain amount of crazy. And I'm not saying that, but like that takes so much faith that takes so much work that takes so much, um, almost like vision and focus to decide to do that. Do you know what I mean? Like while your husband is fighting a war and you already have the kids going through everything they're going through and it's just to I mean again some people will just say that you're crazy but I I'm like whoa you're really awesome <laughs> I think that's pretty much the two uh, responses we get that yeah. it's the, either you're crazy like you're you're crazy uh-huh. or or wow you're crazy wow <laughs> <laughs> like it's pretty much, you know, one or the other. <laughs> yeah. So before I alluded to how you have like really impacted Austin and I. So for the listeners, what I was referring to is in our, like all chaplains are endorsed by their church. And Amy and I are from the same church. And our church has an endorsers conference once a year. And it was however many years ago, three some three to five years ago where they had like a panel of more seasoned couples and they all went up and gave answers on different questions, like things to do to help your marriage. And then I remember Amy and her husband talking about their kids and Austin and I were just so, um, so impacted by how you've had these seven kids. And I remember you saying like, they've um something to the effect of how they have just relied on each other and how like moving yes moving's hard but they're best friends and they've they've realized that they always have each other to rely on and their brothers and sisters are always going to be there for them how do you cultivate that kind of home and family because that doesn't happen by accident like we see it all the time. Our military families yeah. just automatically come together and bond and strengthen each other. So what what have you guys done intentionally or unintentionally that's cultivated that? I think it's definitely been an intentional choice that we made and we knew that we were going to do this life where we're moving and we're going to have a lot of um a lot of inconsistencies, a lot of lack of control. And then also, you know, coming from backgrounds where we wanted our, our children, you know, to be, to be really close. Mm -hmm. And so, and so, yes, that was, it was a very conscious decision on our part. And so it was something that we've reemphasized to our kids as they, you know, when they were little and as they've grown up that, um, you know, things, things constantly change. We move, our friends change, neighbors, schools, everything changes, but your siblings go with you. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, friends come and go, you know, you can keep in touch. We love, you know, we love to make those friendships, but your siblings are your friends that you take with you. 
-hmm. And so, um, and so there's, you know, obviously uh, there's a lot of little things that go into that focus that I think when you, when you make a conscious focus as a family, then there's a lot, there's a thousand different decisions, daily decisions and uh, priorities that are going to kind of automatically be made by that. Mm-hmm. So I think probably in that same talk, we probably talked about um, one of the th- other things that we feel like is so important as a military family or that we feel like it's been really important to our kids and our kids would say it have been really, has been really important is the consistency of our family rituals, mm-hmm. um, and which has been a conscientious choice on our part as well, that we've created rituals that travel mm-hmm. and that are super simple but super consistent and um one of those that we might have talked about is our friday pizza yeah. and movie night yeah and um you know which we've done since we were in grad school and we, we couldn't really afford to do anything other than this this is gonna age age us but um you know go to blockbuster and rent a 99 cent movie <laughs> And make homemade pizza, and that's kind of where it started. Is those grad school days, but um, we've continued that, you know, to this day. You know, Friday night is is movie night, and mm-hmm. and we we throw in some other kind of dynamics with that. That um, each kid has a week that it's their week of, and that plays into it's their it's their party night where they get to choose the movie. So then we. We eliminate, we eliminate the arguing about which movie we're watching. And then it also plays into that Saturday as their date with mom. They get to choose you know, a restaurant to go have lunch with me or sometimes breakfast. Um, but just those consistencies that we can do that wherever we live, you know, if, whether we're in a hotel, whether we live in Hawaii or Boston or wherever we've lived, we can do, you know, Friday night pizza and movie night. And we can do, you know, we can do our dates and we can rotate those weeks where each kid feels like they have their own week and they get to eat pizza in the living room, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, which is a big deal, you know, and we don't, we don't, we don't drink a lot of soda at our house and Friday night's always been, you know, they get to have soda with their with their pizza. Now it's like, you know, carbonated juice, but you know, it's, it's just see simple ways to make something special or to kind of set it aside from the daily routine. And then it's just been really fun to see our kids be teenagers and, you know, have friends that have said, you know, do you want to do this with us on Friday night? Or do you want to, you know, get to go this place on Friday night? And they kind of, sometimes they'll contemplate and they'll be like, Ooh, I don't know if that's worth missing party night for <laughs> they'll opt to stay home with with their siblings and watch a movie um because it's just it's kind of a you know done with the week and now i can just relax with these people that are also my friends these siblings that are also my friends yeah i will say the the sibling friend thing has been it's been good but also hard as my older kids have gone off to college Mm -hmm. it's been hard on my younger kids because they're you know it's their friends they're friends that they've depended on for their whole lives have you know have left and it's been hard but it's also been rewarding to see how much they care about each other and you know and i think 
I think it's easier almost to cultivate that in our military families because they are, they know that, that each other, you know, they have each other and that's, and that's all they're going to have consistently is each other. And so, and that's, that's one of the biggest blessings we feel like of having a big family is they, and our older kids will definitely say that too, is that they feel blessed because they had, they took friends with them. They took their siblings with them when we moved. Mm -hmm. so, that's awesome. Especially, um, I really like felt that blessing, even just as a mom. I think my kids noticed, maybe we'll see, <laughs> we'll ask them when they're older. But when COVID happened and like everything super shut down, I know some of my friends' kids were really struggling because they were an only child or they only had one other mm -hmm. sibling, like a four to five year gap. And then all I'm thinking, well, everybody was making fun of me for having kids super fast. <laughs> They've got all their best friends. So kind of, kind of going back, you said how when you have that intention and that purpose with your family, like your purpose is to build those strong relationships. And it seems like that's just a continuous conversation that you're having with your kids. I'm sure, especially like when they're upset about a move, like it'd be easy to bring it up then. In what ways though, I know, I know like obviously what the ways that it has, um, has happened in your life will be different than for others, but I know it's helpful. I think sometimes to just hear ideas to get, get people's brains going, what, what have been small decisions that you've made, your husband's made, or your kids have made that kind of bring, bring back to that message and and have helped you cultivate that even more? Um, well, like I said, I think the, the, the routines and the consistency, which sounds simpler, I think, than it is when you are exhausted and overwhelmed. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, during a deployment, you're like, can we just not make homemade pizza yeah. tonight? <laughs> you know? Dude, it's um, yeah. You know, so then you can make adaptions, you know, we're going to get dominoes tonight. You know, mm -hmm. there, there can be adaptions that you make, but it does take a certain amount of energy that you have to be committed to. This is, you know, what we do. Mm -hmm. um, and then I remember my husband and I went to uh, one of the free weekends at the Cove at the Billy Graham Center oh, yeah. at, um, in Asheville, North Carolina one time. And um, oh, no, I'm going to forget. It's the... It's the, the guy that wrote, um, uh, I'm going to think of his name. Um, anyways, one of the presenters was talking about raising daughters and talking about how um, he wanted to give the gift to his daughters of knowing that they would get more attention from him than they would ever get from any other boy. Hmm. And so for Valentine's or anything else, he would make, you know, specific efforts to ensure that they didn't need to go get attention from another boy because they would know, you know, how much their dad loved them and, you know, would shower them with attention or whatever. Yeah. And I, um, and that, that's what, you know, speaking of, you know, talks that you hear that really impacted you and that, um, you know, I've been thought of that as far as holidays or even weekends or birthdays.
birthdays or anything that a, a lot of times kids would depend on friends for, we made a big deal at home and with their siblings and with each other that they didn't necessarily feel like they needed to have friends to make those times special. Does that make sense? Yeah. So like birthdays, a lot of times our kids would opt to, I would give them the choice of having a birthday party or doing something special with their siblings or, you know, as a family. I know probably more time, more often than not, they would opt for the family option uh, because, you know, a lot of times you've just moved, like your kids have a birthday mm -hmm. and you've just moved and they don't really have close friends and it would just be inviting people just to invite people which is fine too and if your kids enjoy that that's you know fantastic um but but my kids would usually find that it was more significant and a funner celebration to celebrate as a family and with yeah. their siblings and so um you know, that's great, but it also, like I said, it does, it takes more effort. Like it takes thought and it takes planning and it takes energy, you know, and sometimes sacrifices to make those things a big deal. You know, not necessarily doesn't take a lot of money or, you know, anything extravagant, but just usually thought just, I think as a mom and especially a military, you know, wife, you're kind of void. <laughs> kind of run low on the, so on, the brain, on the brain space <laughs> and the brain energy that I tell people, you know, my, my logistical time, yes, is, is slow, but my mental time is even, is even <laughs> lower. So that is, I feel like, you know, a sacrifice or a, a emphasis that I've made and we've made is to put a lot of thought and effort into how can I, what does this child need or what would be special for them how can we make this a big deal for them yeah and so i feel like they haven't generally doesn't haven't felt like they've missed out on things because we've tried to make them special or significant in our home and that's has been you know anything from birthdays to high school graduations like you know it's more it's more about, it's not about what, what am I going to do with my friends? Oh, what are we doing as a family to celebrate this thing? So they've been dependent, but it's also a lot, it's also a lot of pressure on me. <laughs> I got to come up with, you know, I got to come up with the special. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that's like, been part of it. How, how, how has that affected you? Cause like, I know, like, I'm sure most people listening, especially like if you've been through a deployment, like, you know, I don't even know if you can like properly describe what happens to your brain. Like there's just so much pressure and there's so, like, you're constantly going and wheels are turning and it's just like nonstop and it gets exhausting. Plus some, at least for me, like similar things just happen with having kids. Like, because I, I have a lot of kids, my brain is going and I'm constantly moving and stuff. So when you, like, you have been on a path where I, like, I don't know, like, has it been smooth because you just decided that that's what you wanted to do and you had the vision or is, like, I just feel like I'd be all over the place and just. Yeah. I don't think I'd ever describe it as smooth. I don't think that would be in my, my vocabulary. 
of uh, military life or raising seven kids. I don't think smooth uh -huh. would be anywhere in the description. <laughs> what so what is the description? Um, I think committed. Like mm -hmm. I think it's taken a lot of commitment and sacrifice. I think um, it doesn't it doesn't just happen. I mean, I've I've appreciated you know people that have complimented our family or our kids um, at times, but and at other times, it, you know it does it doesn't just happen by accident. Like there's there's a like I said a, there's a there's a focus and a commitment, and then there's those thousands of decisions that are made by those commitments and that focus, um, which kind of goes along with anything from Stephen Covey's first things first to, um, like I, I recently read the book Essentialism or um, a lot of Brene Brown's work or, you know, a lot of those just talking about you know, really prioritizing and focusing on the most important thing and then letting all other decisions kind of be made by that. But I feel like there's, there's a lot of things that I haven't done, maybe that I would have liked to have done, or even even things with the kids, like, we didn't do, we haven't done a lot of um, team sports. We haven't done a lot of sports leagues, a lot of team sports, because we made the decision early in our marriage that family dinner, which I would add to our ritual list, was going to be really important. Mm -hmm. And um, we were going to really prioritize family dinner. And a lot of times I would find it's not that my kids didn't play any sports or seasons or whatever. And at times we did and we worked around it. Um, but sometimes I found them to be really disruptive to that priority of having family dinner together or having, you know, have, sitting down and having a meal together every day. And so we had to sacrifice, you know, not doing those. And, you know, sometimes it's things that I would have liked to have had my kids involved in or things that they would have liked to have been involved in that we didn't do. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that, but I felt, we felt like it, you know, we were, staying true to what we felt like was most important, which is going to be different for every family. You know, we can, we can focus, on, you know, the most important things to us. And then, and like I said, that's going to determine a lot and everyone's going to have their, have different most important things. So, you know, family dinner was one of them. Um, having that one-on-one, the, you know, the date, date times with our kids was another one the, the relationships with each other was another one so that played into our you know how we disciplined as well it was really important to me that that our kids kind of mend fences as they went along and not build up resentment because um, you're going to have especially when you have seven kids you're going to have some personalities that are going <laughs> to that are going to kind of <laughs> not be naturally cohesive. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, we've used, we've used discipline and coaching tactics that have prioritized kind of mending those relationships as they went along instead of letting things, you know, kind of escalate or get out of control. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's played into everything from our routines to our, discipline and 
And all those things take energy. Like, that's, like people are like, well, how do you do it? Well, I never watch any TV. Sometimes I don't get any sleep. You know, like, <laughs> there's, you know, there's a level of energy that it does take and it, and it, you know, is, I can, honestly, I can, I, the first to say it's, it's, you know, taken a lot out of me mm -hmm. and, but I, the, it's been worth it to me. I've been willing to do it. Yeah. And we all have to choose what we're willing to do and what, you know, what outcomes we're willing to sacrifice for. And sometimes you don't know what the outcomes are going to be. And you just have faith that, you know, this is what we feel like is true to us and what is most important to our family or our lifestyle. Um, and then you just have to go with that. You just have to stick to it. Yeah. That was going to be my next question was, is it worth it? But yeah, you answered that. <laughs> like, I like, I like how you, answered it. so. it's been tiring. It's you, you have put so much energy and yet, you are, I know you're not like done last kids five, but like, yeah, we still have a lot. <laughs> yeah. That's what I say. Well, I can't guarantee because we still have a long, a lot of <laughs> child raising to do. The last, the last one just might get totally messed up. We, who knows what's going to happen. Totally. They might. <laughs> we'll, we'll see. But I, th I think we have, we, we've seen some, positive results and like I said we our kids are you know they're very very protective of each other they're mm -hmm. as I think as close as as seven siblings can be and you know yeah. they've been able to excel and I, th I think um my kind of take on military kids and well life in general it will it can make them or break them like, yeah this is, it's a hard life. It's a hard life on spouses. It's hard for the kids. And, and a lot of times it comes down to what story you tell yourself about your experience. Yeah. And, um, if as the parents, you are telling the story of this life is killing me and it's, you know, so hard and it's, you know, not worth it, or it's produced all these negative things in my life, then that's the story you're going to believe that's going to define you. And mm -hmm. that's the story that your children are going to believe. And that's what's going to define them. Um, unless they, you know, create their own story. Or you can tell the story that this life is really hard. And this is and that's what's made me like this mm -hmm. is given me, you know, so many positive things and strengthened me and um you know, built me in so many ways and, and tell yourself and other people that story. And then that will be your story. That will mm -hmm. be you know what your life is. Like you, you write your own story. I'm, I'm a writer. You write your own story. You, you choose what the ending is and you choose, you know, what character you become yeah. by, by what you, the story that you, you tell yourself and other mm -hmm. people. So, yeah. I like it. How are there any other ways that like being like knowing, okay, I'm raising military kids that, you know, this is my end goal. Are there any other ways that that affected your parenting or do you feel like you kind of parented how you always thought you were going to parent? 
Uh, no, I definitely think <laughs> it's affected. <laughs> I think I'm a totally probably different person, a different mom than I probably would have been. Um, I, I would say, you know, as a college, you know, young adult, even early wife and mother, I was much more prone to, you know, control things and organize things in my brain and in my life. And, and didn't, you know, didn't appreciate the value of change and, you know, new things. And obviously if you don't adjust to that in military life, you're going to, you're going to think like, <laughs> that's not going to work. So I, I definitely think I'm a much um, different person and mother than I would be. I, I think, um, you know, I the Marine Corps motto is we've mostly served with the Marines and the Marine Corps motto is Semper, or I mean, is Semper Fidelis, always faithful. Mm -hmm. And the Marine Corps family motto is Semper Gumby, always flexible. <laughs> and so I, you know, I use that with, you know, other wives and family all the time is that really is the only way you can live this life is, yeah. is um, to develop that kind of that Gumby character mm -hmm. of, of being able to bend to what it gives you and make the most of it. Mm -hmm. I think that's something I learned in the first few PCSs that you can't take your life with you. You can't just transfer it to the new place. It rarely works that way. You have to, you have to start over and there, you know, you can take your, your party night and your, <laughs> you know, your family rituals, and stuff with you, which is, which is why those are so important. But other than that, you know, the great programs or great sports, you know, thing or whatever your kids were involved in one place don't necessarily translate to the other, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like we, we had our kids in this fantastic Taekwondo program in San Diego with this eighth degree Korean grandfather, black belt, you know, running it, who taught the kids all these life lessons and was just fantastic. It was such this great, you know, thing for them. And then we uh, moved to Hawaii and our son was, you know, he was really into it and he was, he was two belts away from a black belt. And I, you know, we went to Hawaii. I pay the money for the year because that's how taekwondo works mm -hmm. and you know my husband deployed in the middle of this war zone and i'm pregnant with baby number five and it was just a madhouse and taekwondo was not the same like yeah. it was not the same and and i think that that was a good um it's kind of a good illustration for our family but also one to share yeah. that that you know not even halfway into the year i think we just walked away because it wasn't working, you know, it's the, the Malcolm Gladwell, David and Goliath concept of you have to know when it's time to quit. Mm -hmm. You have to know when it's time to bend, when it's, you know, you can't keep, you can't hold on to something that's not working anymore. Yeah. And so I think you find that when you move and with, you know, when the military, you know, change, mixes up your life and sometimes you try to hold on to something that you you loved so much or that it was working so much or that you thought was so important. And then when it really comes down to it, you're bet it's better off to walk away or to, mm -hmm. to quit. And, and, you know, we quit Taekwondo, we walked away and I thought, why didn't I do that three months ago? Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, never, never looked back and, mm -hmm. 
you know, it didn't, it didn't ruin my son's life. He's, you know, he's doing just fine on his full ride scholarship studying nuclear physics. Taekwondo <laughs> lack has not, <laughs> has not devastated him. But I think that's so hard sometimes as parents when you see your child doing really well in something and, and it is hard when you move in the military and you have this great thing going and then you move and your kids just don't have the same opportunities or it's not there or the, you know, it's just not the same. It's really hard to, to let it go and to not try to make it work in the new place or with the new job or new, you know, a new location or whatever it is. Um, but sometimes you just have to learn that Semper Gumby of let it go and, and find value somewhere else. Yeah. What I love, cause like, I was loving everything you were saying about family rituals and routines and like the way that you built this core solid family unit, but like that you gave something for your kids to hold on to. You gave your kids things that were consistent through moves because no nothing else can be, you know what I mean? And like, that is the, one of the hardest things that I consistently hear from military families and from neighbors and people like in the waiting warrior community is, you know, how can I create consistency for my kids and still give them, you know, everything we want them to have in childhood, even though they're moving or their parents gone. And like, you found ways to do that. And that, like, it's, but your ways are very unorthodox to what, what I know most people in like society do because people think of like, Oh, kid activities for kids. They think of sports. They think of, you know, quickly getting friends and you just built this whole new, not like new world, but just a different solid grounding for your kids. And it's awesome because I hadn't even thought of like moving how beneficial that would be because everything else would change. Like, you see on the community Facebook pages, like, oh, welcome. There's this MWR and here we have this, but like everywhere is so different. And so it doesn't, gives us fun things to do, but not consistency. I like it. Yeah, exactly. Cause that's, that's, that's like we told our kids, that's the only thing you take with you. Your siblings are the only thing that you yeah. take with you everywhere until they leave and go to college. And then that's the <laughs> Then they're just lame faces. <laughs> Wanting to yeah. learn and then we do we do family um Marco Polos of our highs and lows every day with our mm -hmm. college kids. Like, you know, so so there's ways to keep that keep those ties and those connections yeah. even when they even when they get big and go to college. So Yeah. You know, that, that that intimacy is still there. And I think Yeah. Yeah, all these all these suggestions that are wonderful of how to jump into communities and how to, you know, make friends and all those things are great, but but it's so hard to keep creating that level of intimacy with a community, yeah. with friends and everything else that we really just felt like that that core foundational intimacy needs to mm -hmm. go with us. It yeah. needs to be with each other. Yeah. And cause, cause you can still do those things. Like, you know, there are times and places, but I just wonder how often that's the first thing we think of. And yet really the most important thing is our family. Do you know what I mean? Like 
this should be, you know, family should be number one and what we're going to do and be intentional about with our family should be number one. And then the extracurriculars and communities should be number two. You know, it can still be there, but I just wonder, I don't know. I, we've just seen so many like retirements or, or whatever it's called, I guess, retirement still. I just like picture retirement of like, they made it to 20, you know, but then there's the farewells where they're going out before and it's like like I've talked to wives where it's like no we're leaving because we got to go fix our family and that becomes our fear and it's like that doesn't Mm -hmm. it's not how it's supposed to be and I love that there are families like yours out there that give like hope I feel (laughs) like like it's not it's not going to be perfect it's not smooth but you can have a strong family and so well and I I think sometimes I mean I I don't ever I don't ever want to say that you have to sacrifice careers necessarily because I don't know that that's always necessary but Mm -hmm. I think there are times when the military member has to um kind of shift priority Mm -hmm. or um maybe not do some things they would like to do in their job or maybe not jump quite as high as, you know, somebody would like them to jump when they say jump. Um, if, if they are trying to save their family, because I have, yeah, I have like you seen so many families that have really just hit the wall and, you know, not been able to do it anymore. And, you know, you don't blame them and, and so sometimes it is a matter of, you know, may, maybe a future promotion won't come, um, but maybe you'll keep your family in a better better place. And, and maybe you can do both. I mean, a lot of times you can. Um, but I think that's a, co- a constant assessment, too. I think, I think that's just life and parenting in general is that it's, that's part of that high energy commitment is you've got to constantly be assessing and which is a lot easier to do if you have those built-in rituals like our Saturday dates you know I'll ask my kids you know what things are you worried about what things are you excited about what things are you scared about and um, you have to have those kind of built-in rituals where you get feedback about where everyone is and how they're doing Otherwise, it's so easy, especially in military life, to, you know, it's so easy even with yourself to not even notice that you're, that you're not doing well and you're drowning and, you know, in some way or another, I think you have to kind of have those built-in assessments and sometimes you have to make sacrifices and whether that's, you know, the spouse sacrificing not doing something they would like to do or or building a you know side career or whatever or whether it's the military member and like you know what I'm not going to get as good of a fitness report or not gonna you know maybe not get this position that I think would be awesome to get because I'm good I have to prioritize you know my family or this child that's struggling or or time yeah that's that's really really smart like, I don't know, but like, it's, it's really, really smart to have 
that mentality and that mindset because in the moment it's so easy to get swallowed up by what whatever is going on but if you just have the feedback time built in and you're you are constantly reminding yourself that you're willing to do to do that for your family it's just it's really really smart. um last question and we always end with what is your key to thriving that you want to share with your fellow waiting warriors uh, well, I think, <laughs> I think I wrote in an article, I wrote once about our military life, I quoted uh, from Still Magnolias from Julia Roberts, where she tell um, her, her Sally Field's mother, her Sally Field mother is upset that she has gotten pregnant and it's dangerous because she has diabetes. And she tells her mom, I would rather have five minutes of wonderful than a lifetime of nothing special. And I think that is, to me, that kind of summarizes, you know, military life or really anything hard. You're going to come out of it with scars. Like it's going to be hard and there's going to be a price to pay and you're going to, you're going to have scars. It's going to be, you know, rough, but it's also going to produce these really awesome results. And it's, you know, it's going to have a lot of wonderful involved, but it's also going to be really hard. And um, I think that's a choice we make. And then that's a choice that we remake over and over when we stick with it is we're saying, you know what, we are choosing this hard. And that's actually written into, we have a family identity statement. And part of it is as intense people, we do hard things. Mm -hmm. And that's how we like it. We like to do hard things because it produces results produces scars too yeah <laughs> but it produces it produces growth and we feel like that's what we're here for is that that five minutes of wonderful where you you know see yourself grow in ways you never thought you could um is is better you know for me and as a family we decided is better for us than than a lifetime of nothing special yeah <sighs> Yeah, like getting me all to it because like that's that's really a beautiful and important thing to remember and I know it's like I know it's really easy to just see and feel the scars and to only remember the scars but when you when, when you, when you, like that, that quote is just so perfect. Like I would rather have five minutes of wonderful than, than a lifetime of nothing. And it's like, when you were, at least when I like think of that, then it's like, oh, well then every scar is worth it because of all those pockets of five minutes of wonderful, whether it's your, you know, that perfect moment when your husband comes home and your little 18 month old just like dawdles and is so excited for daddy and it's like nothing like nothing feels better than that and yet that 18 month old also throws macaroni all <laughs> over the table repeatedly and you are scrubbing the high chair you know like there's and there's sleepless nights and all that kind of stuff but like there's but what would you do without those 
those five minutes, like, yeah. Well, I think as long as you recognize that that 18 month old is going to have, you know, they live this life, they're going to have scars. Yeah. You know, I now have 18 year olds and 21 year olds and 23 year olds. They have scars, you know, they have, they have battle wounds to show for what they've, what they've, you know, endured in this life, Mm -hmm. but they're also really awesome. They're really awesome, amazing people because of those scars and they've, and they've experienced those many five minutes of wonderful, amazing. Yeah. That's so cool. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Like I, I feel, um, so much hope and rejuvenation, but also like so many good ideas and things that we can think about and find ways to implement into our home. And I know so many listeners will get the same. So thank you from the bottom of my heart. Like I, I really appreciate you taking the time for this. You're welcome. Well, thank you for having me. Of course. Winning warriors out there, remember, just because it's hard doesn't mean it has to be miserable and see those five minutes of joy and wonderful. Have a good week, guys. If you are loving this podcast, I would really appreciate it if you would leave a review. Reviews help other waiting warriors out there find this amazing community and resource. It will go a long way and only takes like five seconds. Thanks so much.